0: When I won in 2016, I was elated. Out of 28,000 registered voters, I got 1,700 votes. I was proud to win, but that's not an
1: overwhelming kind of number. Welcome to Far North Toker. This is episode 152, September 15, 2019, with your host, Mitt Hoker. Thank you all for listening. Before we get back to our coverage of the Fairbanks City Mayor race. Had a little run in with the United States Post Office this week. Now, I've received things in the mail before from fans, friends, stickers, shirts. Didn't ne- necessarily knew who they were. Sent the mid toker right on. This one was different. Got a letter in the box. Saying that your package could not be delivered. Would you please come pick it up at the post office? I was a little busy. Little concerned because I didn't know who this person was. It was sent from a Keebler. So if Keebler you're out there, thanks. On with the story. I did not go pick up the package that day. Figured they'd try again the next day. They didn't. What are we going to do? All right, well, on the note, it says you can go online and give directions to leave the package. That's what I did. Went on and said leave it at the front porch. Didn't seem to be a problem. You know, things have been left like that before. But something was a little weird about this one. There was no reply. The next day, it wasn't there. Next day, it wasn't there. A week went by since it was supposedly attempted. So I go back and look at the tracking. This package left Seattle. Went to North Carolina, back to Seattle, to Anchorage, to North Pole. Tried to deliver. Nothing. Didn't go pick it up. Changed things online. Nothing happened. Week goes by. I'm a little worried about this. Why is it going to North Carolina? Why is it not here? What's going on? I don't know these people. Uh, Two days ago, I get a call from the Postal Investigation Service. From the United States Postal Service. (laughs) Ha ha ha. What is going on? They asked me if I had ordered anything from the Seattle area. I said, no. I said, well, a package came from there and in its travels, it busted open and inside was a mason jar filled with marijuana. I say, oh, nice. He says, I know, right? So, he says, I'm guessing you and your wife didn't order that. No. No. Okay, well, do we have your permission to destroy this? Certainly, you do. He says, now, even though marijuana is legal in Washington and Alaska, be sure to tell anyone living down there that's trying to send something up, or your kids, it is illegal, federally, and we just don't want to deal with it. Fair enough. So, Keebler... Your package did not make it. Seems the postal service has a little bit of a lax attitude towards it. So all's good here as well. Scary for a couple days. Scary for a couple of days. What is going on? So I don't know guys. One day we may see a change where it's going to be fine to mail cannabis and mail what you've grown and let people try it out, that day is not now. Let's thank our sponsors, Good Cannabis, Aurora Apothecary, Dab Lab AK, Chena Cannabis, and Token sponsors, Frizen Farms, Green Dreams Cultivation, and Alaskan Blooms. Here's Token, guys. Let's get to the ITA coverage. Now, I want to make sure you know, Midtoker does not have a press pass. One day I'm thinking that's going to happen. I need to get a mic up there because they were passing mics back and forth and people eating all around me. So I apologize for some of the sound, but it's about the content and what they say. Frank Turney, Lakeisha Jordan, and Jim Matherly. Catherine Dodge was sick. The Interior Taxpayers Association Candidate Forum. Here we go. If you
2: change your mind...
3: Take
4: a chance on the first in line, honey.
0: I'm still free. Take a chance
2: on me if
4: you need me. Let me know. Gonna be around if you got no place
0: to go when you're feeling down. That's all you got. Hey everybody. First of all, it's an honor to be here to speak for the ITA group. I have to give some praise to, to Donna and what she started many, many years ago. The IT has been a fantastic watchdog for taxes and for citizens. and they've given a, a great forum to all of us to strive for when it comes to control of taxes. I've been the city mayor now for three years, six years prior to that. With the city council, I served with many great people who are in the room Lloyd Hilling. I served with June and Valerie and Shoshana, and we all want to make the city a better place. I was born and raised here, as was my mother, as was my grandfather. My grandpa is a hundred and still lives here. So life in Alaska still affects her, it still affects me and all of you. Open-door policy is what I have. I've been approachable now for the past three years. It's easy to get a hold of me, and I value my time as there, mayor, your mayor. Not the mayor, your mayor. That's what I like to be called. So it's an honor to be here tonight, and I ask for your vote on October 1st. Thank you so much. Welcome to of
5: Yo, this is Lennon. And Chad. Coming live and direct from Good Cannabis Studios here at 356 Old Stee's Highway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to have our deals this week. We got uh, Monday the 16th, $45 flower chem dog, as well as 30% off all Stony Moose edibles.
3: So... All right. And then on Tuesday, we got $30 good edibles. Oh, yeah. Which includes good coconut oil. Damn. Good lemon ginger drops. And good gummies. Good gummies. All for $30. What a deal. And then we'll also have the Bay Area favorite, the 707 headband, one grams for only $12.
5: Head bang. So Wednesday, 18th, 30% off all concentration. That's wax, batter, shatter, crumble, uh, live resin, rosin, sap. Hell yeah. Come in and get your good concentrates. And don't forget, uh, we'll keep that deal going off for that 707 headband, one gram flower for 12 bucks.
3: Thursday, we're gonna have all of our good eggs for forty-five dollars. Come get some Gorilla Glue, Bio Jesus, OG eighteen, Durban, twenty percent Lemon Tree, whatever you need. For the in-house special, we'll have two Fire Eater sodas for thirty dollars. Damn root beer, uh, lemon lime, yeah, or you get orange cream soda. Cream.
5: Friday 20th, we have 150 for all our good half ounces, and we got a lot of good half ounces in stock. So come in and stock up. And we also have our uh, eights of headband, 707 headband, that Bay Area favorite, like Chad said, for 39 bucks. So come in and get it.
3: And to start the weekend on the 21st, Saturday we'll have $12 one gram King Rolls. Back in the house. And if you like your CBDs, come on in Saturday, Sunday, because we'll have 25% off all CBD product.
5: Yeah, come get your CBD, THC, CBG, Snoop D-O-double Gs, you know what I'm saying. Sunday, 22nd, we got two grams of Durban Poison, and we'll keep that CBD sale rolling. So be cool and stay high. Stay high, Fairbanks. Stay cool and be kind to each other. Peace and love. (laughs) <laughs> Chem dog, 3.5 grams of flour a day, and it's a dank
3: deal. This guy's already been smoking it.
5: Yeah.
1: <laughs> marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding.
2: Hello and good evening to all of you guys. First, I would like to personally say thank you guys for the invitation to be here. My name is Lakeisha Jordan. I'm running for Fairbanks city mayor and I am originally from New York City. However, I've been here for 17 years and I've worked in the mental and behavioral health field for over 10 years back in New York. My love is law, like I worked on I started in um, the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, then I went to Landlord and Tenant, but I am a nerd, I study, I love to learn. So I came here realizing that law could kind of be a lose-lose situation sometimes, and still knew I wanted to help people, so I got into advocacy, and I've been advocating in this community, mostly on people in the at-risk community, for over 17 years, and also working in mental and behavioral health. So I am oh, running for Bay Lake City Mayor because I, am aware that many people are not aware or many people do not feel necessarily as heard and as valued in this community. And there are many things that are not necessarily common knowledge to many of our community members. We have a diverse group of people in this community. Bottom line, age-wise, you know, genders, all sorts of things. It's a sea of diversity. And for me, I feel as though we definitely need to get in a position, especially in these political seats, that we are reaching out into the community to not just educate one another, but ourselves on what we can do to address many of the issues that are impacting our community, such as mental health and things of that nature. So I really appreciate that. I'm just looking to bring a newness that says we all matter.
0: Hello. Aurora Apothecary CBD Superstore
6: located downtown Fairbanks.
4: Aurora Apothecary CBD Superstore located downtown Fairbanks provides families, people, and pets with a wide variety of products from mother nature. We carry brands like Renew, Green Roads, Creating Better Days, CBD Plus Oil, and Select.
1: Aurora Apothecary, 2nd Avenue Fairbanks, Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. 456 Hemp, that's 456-4367. Aurora Apothecary, your CBD superstore for pets and people.
5: Have a wonderful day.
4: Hi. 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 I'm,
2: new in town. <laughs> I'm I've been going to City Council for 36 years. I had an opportunity to listen to Ruth Bonnet, and
6: I ain't there since Jim Mallory. And I probably have a lot of controversial issues and when it comes to human issues, I plan to seek a resolution to the city to pardon shape of cops. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Judicial Watch, Larry Klain, I think many of you are. They're conservatives, I know that. Now he's freedom watch. And uh, he's found sculptural evidence that there was withheld from the jury like they did Ted Stevens, you remember that? Yeah. Did the same group of people. And so I think he has a good opportunity. I know he comes up for sentencing in November. Uh, they already, th- the first 36, 26 years they threw out the uh, appeals court rule, it sounds like a fantasy. what he said fantasy to assassinate Mickey Mouse? And that was too. so that's one issue. The other issue is that non-lethal weapons, and I'll be presenting that, the new chief of uh, and I know the mayor's aware of and have a work session regarding non-lethal weapons on uh, alternative ballistics versus Killing people. We've had too many fatal killings by police, most of them natives and people with mental problems. And uh, this has been endorsed, this non-lethal weapon across the country. In fact, they showed uh, it, We'll see it on Channel 13 tonight. And thank you. And uh, I'm a conscious awareness uh, candidate I just hope some of my issues rubs off. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Dab Lab AK, winner of Cannabis Classic 2017, Alaska's best glass shop, and there's no doubt as to why. High quality, American-made glass, none of this cheap import stuff, with the best CBD and accessories available on the market, all in a comfortable, professional setting with competitive prices. Support local, College Road, Fairbanks. I'm gonna let my buddy Alaska Red tell you.
3: For the highest quality glass that you're going to find in Alaska, head on down to my buddy's shop, Dab Lab AK, 3410 College Road.
1: That's Dab Lab AK, 3410 College Road, Fairbanks, Alaska. 10 to 9, Sunday through Thursday, open till 11, Friday to Saturday. For all your cannabis accessory needs, Dab Lab AK. Backtrack provided by Alaska Red Lyrical Sticker.
4: Catherine Dodge called in and said that she was not She said
2: why? She, she was ill um wasn't able
4: to it. So uh we've got a question. City Mayor. Born. I used to be for the uh, compulsory uh, garbage um, uh, payment by homeowners, and uh, and Mr. Uh, Turney has got me to thinking about it, and I'd like to hear everybody's view on whether we should have a compulsory garbage collection, that is to say, you're a homeowner, whether you use the garbage or not, you pay.
2: I actually used to live out in Fox for about three years, and I loved it. So, me personally, I had to take my garbage to the transfer site, and I feel as if they're here intentionally. In the city, we do want to make sure things look good, but there are many of you guys that wouldn't mind taking your garbage to the transfer site. I feel like things like that should be citizen's choice, not just mandated, because I had a neighbor right in Hamilton Acres that still got the bill despite him always taking his trash. And in those sorts of situations, I feel like these things we should have a for in The uh,
6: right now, the city is run by the city, the unions, and uh, I would like to see it go out to the markets to prioritize, or, you know, I never get a bill in the city with the residents for the fire department or, or the police department. I think that might be incorporated into the public tax. Or I believe people people to out to take care of their own garbage. It should not be punished. I think it's nothing but extortion. And that's what's happening, they're seizing people's dividend they for the garbage. Come on, there's only about one out of 100 people that made uh, a legal mess up there, up in front. But i tell you, we got a thing called a nuisance ordinance. And we can trust that. And that's what I'd like to see. Uh, nothing but extortion. I know quite a few people in this community uh, receiving their dividends and they won't pay for the garbage when they take care of it at all. I'd like to see that change. And I hope it will rub off
4: on the mayor and whoever's elected candidate.
0: Thank you. We actually have taken a look at uh, farming it out, and actually, it was going to cost more for the city. We want the city to stay clean. We don't want to wait till it becomes a nuisance. Okay, we can't trust every single person to take their trash. We've seen what has happened, and people start accumulating it. It's not really a garbage fee; it's really a tax. And we have to pick up the trash, and we have to take it to the landfill. And my administration did look at privatizing it and it was going to cost a whole lot more. We're going to present some of that too in the upcoming budget because we have a budget cycle coming up. So the trash is there, put it outside. You know, if you, if you go to waste management, they have a limit to how much you can put out, how many, you know, how many bins and how much trash. The city doesn't have anything like that. As long as it's in the right bags, you've got to put them in a bag and sit so up. You, know, you can put as much as you want in front of your house. We will take it all to the landfill, no matter how big it is. So most people appreciate that we take it out it's not a perfect system because trash is not the most perfect thing but i think we do a really good job getting what we have and what we have to work with thank you thanks something people may not realize is
4: that fee ends up getting based on the cost the big cost is the tipping fees for dropping the trash off the borough landfill and those tipping fees go up every single year the borough has it in has it melded into their system that every year they're going to raise those freebies. and the year they got recycling they raise it even more so uh, just just so you know where all that comes from next question thank you been here since 1975. there's always been uh, from full blown casino downtown on fifth avenue that cocktail suit, at draft tables every less free cocktails free cigarettes free snacks. we still have Basically the casinos in town within a few blocks of the department. Would you consider a Dawson type casino in Fairbanks area to help with the revenue? Thank you. Okay, so the question is uh to weigh in on whether Fairbanks, the city of Fairbanks should endorse or do a casino. I'm not sure exactly other Mr. Matthew.
0: It all depends on how much it costs and who's going to run it and who's going to oversee it. I don't know. If a private industry wants to do it, it's legal in the state, that's one thing. But the city, I don't have any desire to buy a building and put in a business. I don't believe that to private industry. That's not something the the city should do. Um, So if we could have a work session on it and talk about a private person who can do it, that's one thing. But it has to be legal. It has to be a state itself. And that goes for private business, not the government. I don't want to own or operate a casino in Fairlakes, no. Uh, uh, Mr. Frank. <coughs> yeah, I
6: thought you see a uh, Golden Park River Road casino. I talked to a lot of gamblers, I am not a gambler. I can't afford to go to Dawson and Reno, and I know a lot of people do, and I talked to them and they said they'd love to have one. Just think all the revenue to take into the city. Just don't go above the uh, tax cap. It's something to look at, oh, we got food towns we got bingo, that's gambling, it's a chance. And I'm telling you something, I would believe that we've had that in and we could bring more revenue than the cannabis industry, the cannabis growers in the Fairbanks. I've seen some of uh, the about, I know a former Senator Betty Ferencamp tried to do the, the legislation many years ago, and uh, I think the house, it's about stuff now. I think would so have to go to that seat for a resolution for the legislature to look into it. Thank you. Well, they need no pilot project.
2: I actually think that was a really good um, question. Yeah, from York city, you know, right next to um, you know, some stuff outside of New Jersey. But um, I think the mayor may have made a really good point, considering he's been embedded in the crux of the budgets and things like that, as to whether or not it would be something that would be financially feasible for us to look at paying. However, I personally, would look into what that looks like because I don't believe that we can get in a position where we say we cannot do it unless we've explored the options in various realms. And because I really am very interested in creating newer revenue ideas in order for us to bring in revenue in this community, things like that would be something I'd be interested in digging into whether or not it's feasible. And if it is, what does that look like from all perspectives? I guess I want to point out to people who don't uh, fully understand the tax cap. You know, in the
4: borough, with the tax cap, when you get other revenues that are not property tax, you end up lowering property taxes because you stay under the tax cap and it, it forces property taxes down. In the city, they have a, a cap within a cap on the property taxes that they always go to the max on. So any new revenues you get in the city are just displacing other revenues, which may be good, but you just need to realize that's how it
2: Let's, so,
4: Lance Lance question? Yes. How do we how do we um increase revenue that's usable then? New property storage. You develop properties and then new property gets developed and memory. So I'm not the guy to ask questions about that. Person, but who's
1: that? <laughs> um, <laughs> Chena Cannabis, North Pole Cannabis Dispensary, 1725 Richardson Highway between North Pole and Fairbanks, right before the Badger Road exit. You're going to love this place. Convenient access right off the highway as you're hitting the lakes the summer or a this trip on the way out of town. Stock up on those special in-house strains. Taffy, sourdough, fruity pebbles, boost Banner, green crack. Always a $5 pre-roll and special and $10 grams. Concentrates like good cannabis, good titrations, edibles, AK Frost, good cannabis gummies. Head on over to Chena Cannabis. Check out the full menu on Leafly.com. Open Monday through Friday, 10 a.m., 9 p.m., Sunday noon to 6. You don't have to drive all the way to Fairbanks for your cannabis needs. Save your time. Get your quality cannabis at Chena Cannabis. Your North Pole Cannabis Dispensary. Chena Cannabis. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Okay, so the question is, um, uh,
4: do you support removing some of the Benefits that maybe some
6: of the nonprofits have. I actually don't know the status. Right now, the cannabis industry, because of legislation, uh, their money goes into the general fund. But I know I talked to a lot of the people in the cannabis industry, retail industry, they'd like to donate that money. Maybe to are a profit, uh, maybe alcohol and treatment, and other issues in the city. And that would have to be changed in the legislature to that happen because I believe that, that there's no dedication. Uh, to tax in the city just like the auto tax that all those in the general fund i guess they can spend it the way they want to and it'd be nice to see the people that have an opportunity like nonprofits uh, to put their money instead of putting in the bank we I mean, they draw interest why not let the campus
2: and draw interest in the bank thank you sir. well i definitely have seen the impact um as the board president for thrive alaska and being a part of the finance committee for over three years um we've seen the impact of like the vetoes and budget cuts and things that have been taking place and i personally do believe that it would be quite impactful if we had another allotted fund where we could be putting revenues to potentially try to help these programs now i'm understanding now because i'm very honest with you guys and letting you know I am studying my tail off to learn all the ins and outs of politics because, you know, I have joined in to make a change. However, it is from me personally, I feel like there is so much that could be done with much of the money too. you know, the, bit of the money that is coming in instead of dumping everything in to general funds, which as you guys are aware, it you know, this money can be used however it needs to be used, you know. You know, we don't have to say about that, but I feel like there should be money allotted to at least assist with these programs so that we're not worrying about um getting rid of programs that we could absolutely use, especially in mental behavior. It's a, it's a tough question because the
0: borough collects the property taxes and they kind of check in the city every year. So I don't really have a deep opinion on the commercial stuff because I don't delve deep into that. If I'm understanding your question, had to do with commercial properties and not paying enough, uh, how much goes to the budget? It's a different altogether question. But to answer your question, I don't have a clear answer for you because the borough collects the property taxes. We receive a check. So that's all I can tell you. If it's brought before the council, of course, like everything else, we discuss it. We discuss it a lot. So if that does come before the council, We'll talk about it in more depth.
2: Well, that's personal. I grew up in New York City in the fourth home. So my aged out at twenty-one, and I was actually homeless as a child um, because I was born, born to parents. We don't pick our parents, right? However, I do understand what it's like to actually not have a physical, to not be in a position to say I'm going to pack this up and move it. It's a matter of just being on the move. So what can we do about this as a city and as a community? I mean, you know, as government? I feel like it would be necessary to get people out there to clean up. We do have, you know, people on the streets cleaning up as well as um, like the homeless coalitions and different There's programs that are within the city that actually works to help in these areas, as well as in regards to the homeless community and things like that. Um, but I feel like from this seat here, I personally would rather look into what we could do to reach out more, not just to clean up the city, but what can we do to actually extend our hands, services, to see what we can do to help ensure that this is not an issue. Because it has gotten worse. I've only been here 17 years, but it's gotten worse. Thank you, uh, Mr. Randall.
0: Thanks, Debbie. That's a, that's a big one. Uh, my daughter's homeless right now. and She's in Tacoma. It's not an easy thing to be homeless. But you know what? You have to look at the homeless population. You really have to go back and try to tackle what the underlying problem is to why some of these folks are homeless. The breakdown of the family, in my opinion, has contributed tremendously to the amount of uh, mental problems people have, drug abuse, opioids, the breakdown of the family. Family values, are, they seem out. And that's just really sad to me. It couldn't be more sad. You know, I think if we have a building downtown, and I think we should go talk to some uh, grant people that can maybe give a grant to have a nonprofit open it up. Again, the city really can't buy a building and make it a homeless shelter, per se, unless we want to be a nonprofit. But there's certain things we can't do. We can sure entice people to come up and do it. I would ask everybody in this room to get rid of medicine that's in your cabinets. The opioid addictions actually add to the homeless, homeless problem. They really do. We need to tackle that head on. And actually, we made some great strides. Two years ago, we brought in a housing homeless coordinator for the city. And he has mobilized 40 different nonprofits to actually tackle these problems. And we're making headway. It seems like we take uh, one step forward and maybe take two steps back sometimes. And I understand that, Debbie. You can't control every single person. But if we promote family values and try to support working families, I think that would go a long way. Get rid of the opioids in your house. Talk to your kids. Get the phones out of their hands for a change, and let's re- reconnect as family members. I think that will really, really help. Thank you. Thank okay. uh, you.
6: Yeah, I can echo the same sentiment from the mayor, but you know, homelessness throughout America. We have homeless people in every city in America. Look at San Francisco. They're going to hell in their hand handbasket. If anybody been down there and seen the devastation of homeless and drugs and everything, they can't come back it, thanks to the Democrats, I had to say that. As far as the homeless in Fairbanks, as far as a pile of stuff, I had a cardboard man, I call him, he'd fix the cardboard and put it in my yard. And I was a little disturbed, he was around town, and that's a problem, but uh, listen, I know I've met people who are homeless who wish to be homeless and left alone. So you've got different characters on the street who want to be left alone, and as far as the homeless shelter, I don't, know. I don't know. It's going to take a lot of money to find that. And I know that I have to admit the man of the head on that subject matter, but uh, it's
2: going to be here for the end
1: of the world. Thank you. Are you looking to list or searching for your perfect property? Well, contact Matt Wade at Century 21 Gold Rush. Community member for over 20 years, helping you through the real estate buying and selling process. Matt Wade, C21, at gmail.com. M A T W A D E, C21, at gmail.com. 907 978 0127. Helping you through the process. Matt Wade, Century 21 Gold Up until
4: ago, the city heard appeals from planning and zoning from the borough. Um, the city made a ruling a couple years back, and some of you may remember, that the uh, current borough mayor at that time did not like, and so he wrote an ordinance at the borough assembly to take away the city's rights to appeals. Do you favor the borough keeping that right, or should appeals for the planning commission of the borough? That to the city. So the question is, uh, a couple of years ago, the borough took away the rights from the city council to hear appeals on zoning issues. They now all go to the borough assembly, and uh, the, the city council used to do them. And so you we'd know, like input from the candidates on what they think of that decision and where they would like it to be.
0: Simple, we need to go further. I actually talked to Mayor Ward. We should have them back. I think the city should have a say so in you know, what it does with the street, whether it be a street name or anything else. And we've had a couple of battles in the last couple of years with the school and with a simple street name. We need to have a say so on our streets. So I would want it back. I've actually talked to Mayor Ward to open that dialogue. Thank you.
6: well we're gonna argue back and forth across the river. Maybe we ought to consider one day. In fact, even on to get another people would consider consolidation.
3: Do away with the city
6: government, turn it into private uh, uh, private service area like the rest of the, the borough, and uh, just keep the fire and place, and our uh, public front of the city and keep that, and let the borough run it. That's just my opinion. If we're having a hard time running the city, consolidation. We did vote on that point. We got it voted down, but a lot of people came out and told me. Okay. After we've
2: got three in the world. thank you. Right, Ms. I think that really is a uh, relevant well, answer. We should be able to say what's happening in our streets. So that's really my answer. Let's have allow us to have say because we are the ones seeing these things. We should be the ones having the input. So they should, like Jim said, give it back to us. Thank you. Just let everyone know I did with this.
0: <laughs> is he a
1: moderator or a participant? <laughs>
6: right.
4: what,
7: what is going on? Randy. <laughs> I wanted to ask a question about uh, ordinance six oh nine three, which was that big sweeping anti-discrimination ordinance that popped up suddenly last December. Kind of a surprise ambush thing in my opinion. They tried to rush it through in just a mere three months when Anchorage had three years from the time of the citizens being able to vote on it in 2012, with the Citizens Initiative, it didn't pass then, but at least I had a chance to think of it. And then three years later, the Anchorage Assembly passed it. Now, my question is, uh, thank goodness it was it was slowed down uh, from that brush br- right. that they had. My question is uh, on a specific aspect of that ordinance. That ordinance, at 6093 covers race, says businesses cannot discriminate on a basis of race, color, age, religion, sex, familial status, disability, sexual orientation, gender, identity, gender expression, ethnicity, or national origin. Now, some of those things are already covered in in, in federal law or whatever. My question is, can you at least consider, would you think it's reasonable to consider getting rid of one of these classifications, age? That is what affects me. I do not want to be protected by this. It's a burden because it makes an older person look fearsome and like a liability uh, a a litigation liability to a prospective business. And so I'd like, I brought this up to the city council before. I don't know if anyone took me seriously or even discussed it or anything, but would you consider, I know you're the mayors, not the city council people, but you're involved with it all. Would you think it reasonable to consider removing the age classification so as not to put burdens on old people like me who are out needing to pay off debts and need to get a job easily?
4: Thank Thank you. Thank you. So... I think everyone
6: probably heard that, so on the SOGI ordinance, that was defeated um, whether to remove the cage or not. You know, uh, David Pruitt signed on to that ordinance, and Catherine Otter, Otter, Otterson, and then the mayor signed on to it. And then that's the second veto we've ever had in the history of Fairbanks, Alaska, after an ordinance was passed 4-2. I voted along for the mayor because I wanted to see religious liberties protected. And also, what threw me off, I've been going to diversity accounts for five years, and for three years, Mayor was the champion of LBGT. Now, if you look at the minutes and listen to recording, and that's what probably made him madder than hell for him vetoing it. And uh, Mayor, you were the champion all the time, and even at one time, I remember this so well that, that they were talking about a transgender bathroom next to City Hall, and you said, Isn't
2: that what it's all about? Anyway, I feel like when it comes to, um, and, and I want to first make sure that I fully understood your question. You said, would we consider removing that term from the ordinance? That classification, age, get rid of it.
7: Totally.
2: From the ordinance. From the proposed ordinance. From the proposed ordinance. And I'm going to be really honest with you. After reading over that ordinance actually looking at title 7 and also studying our discrimination amendments I personally feel as if that ordinance should have been um, done differently it should have literally been one that would make it clear that there are certain businesses that could not fall under this ordinance just based on our laws Not only that, when it comes to, this ordinance is not in existence, but let's just say we were discussing this. To remove the term age, there's plenty of things I would have removed as well as added to that ordinance is the bottom line. And this is a discussion we would have all had as a community, not just about what would benefit the LGBTQ community, but also the cons of even passing this ordinance when it came to people believing it would be that simple to potentially sue a business. I Like I said, I've studied law, I've worked in law, I've taken people to court on my own and won cases. So the bottom line is what we would have been looking at is not informing the community of the reality of the fact that most people were not going to win these cases one and they end up with the bill. So there's a whole bunch of things about that ordinance I would have done totally different and the major thing would have been to inform this community about the pros and cons of Ordinance 693.
0: I don't want to interfere with small business anymore than I have to. I think if you're a small business and to be, if you don't want—no offense to anybody who's over age 70—if you're a house painter and you don't want to employ a seven-year-old house painter, that should be your choice. I think age and and it goes the opposite direction too. You can be too young or too um, inexperienced or whatever. I don't want to get into the age thing. I understand what you're saying, but there's plenty of jobs out there for everybody. I would think of any age. So i i i don't know if you're moving i think it might be a federal thing too i don't agree i'm can even do that on the city level i've never looked into removing the word age i have to look into a little more but right now age-wise i think businesses should have the right to pick the right age for their employees depending on what the book is that's up to you not up to me you know it i don't
4: When we park downtown, there's a uh, parking attendants that
2: chop tires and see how long we park in. Why are we paying somebody to narc on our own? Why, why are we paying somebody to chop tires and police are on citizenship? Well I'm going to paying i officer to ask the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> I have not a single bit of an idea because where I come from in New York it is officers that actually do that. So yeah, you asked
0: a good question that I really don't have the answer to. And, uh, well, Mr. Apple. Uh, parking uh, machine, we do have uh, a, a parking garage. Uh, that's right. In- Mr. Uh-huh. Mr. Pollution, we don't pay anybody to do that. that, that become, a separate company does that. I can tell you right now, as frustrating as parking is downtown, it's one of the most abused things downtown. We have to control it somehow. We used to have we used to have coin-operated things and people didn't like those i can tell you right now that i recently had a meeting with the person running the parking garage downtown and i told her lay off on the 18 inch thing. many of you may have seen because there was no proper notification to the public about that i think they're doing a pretty good job for what they put up with believe it or not, I'm not I, I want people to come downtown okay but we don't pay anybody to do it they break even they take care of it they pay their staff to do it and that's about it. Parking is a hassle downtown. We need to put more parking spots. I'm willing to look at that. But we don't pay anybody. And the short answer to your question is we don't pay anybody. Yeah, yeah we do have a parking uh, downtown. I don't know, a couple hours we had free
6: parking. But I remember going on, we had the meters. We had the meters to stuff your meters in, besides having to get a ticket. But you know, one of it there's a lot of abuses going on. A lot of people, when I first have they got tired of people marking their tires. You know, they thought that was really offensive. But what happened is people said they want not parked there and when they showed a picture of the car, they were parked there. But there is a hearing uh that you can go up there and uh take your parking away. I know somebody just recently, I guess expired taxes giving you the next day a ninety dollar ticket. I think that's excessive. That's a way too excessive. And I hope he fights for it. Anyway, uh we stay have horses downtown. Did they park downtown? One time we bought horses. I see some old business. I wonder who cleaned up the crap. We had to pay for that. The city, anyway. That's <laughs> enough for parking. I don't buy. I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yes, I did talk to her. She wasn't for her consolidation, but exactly her words and a couple other officials said one day I, we might have to consolidate. That's what she said. Okay. Going through my mind here, and, uh, I've always come up with as human issues. I don't know. Going to Chief Aragon, our former chief. I remember Victor and I. I never went to a, a lunch for a Chief at least four times. One thing he brought to my attention: he's been a chief of police across the country. He's never seen so much favoritism and nepotism as fair Fairbanks Police Department. Our chief, uh, a duke, uh, he resigned. His wife works there. And then they said, she's doctors, his wife, there. he's gone. But right now, we have 11 police officers that are related. So I put in information that's the related. I think that's a problem. And another thing I didn't like, it should be independent. When they do a holographic test before a police officer comes in, they have one of their own dudes So one of these related. That don't make sense. It should be independent. Look it up. Most police departments have an independent come in and do a polygraph test to make sure they get to the police office. Remember a couple of years ago? They had to fire one, see the money out of one purse. So I'm only concerned about that polygraph test,
2: and they won't give his name either. Thank you. Thank you. Well, again, I just wanted to say thank you guys. I'm new on this campaign trail, but um, my purpose behind running it is really to just create a different sort of experience for this city and i really feel as if just being in a position to offer up new ways to enhance this community that will include being able to unify the community through educating us on how we can be involved because we're here right now but there's thousands of people in this community Many of them that don't know do stuff Many of them that don't understand the, the way our government works. Many people, as I just told someone in the bathroom, that are they so discouraged by the way government is ran that over 15,000 people of our, 30, I mean, you know, 30,000 residents do not vote. I mean, to me personally, it says a lot about the fact that we need to do more, and that's what I'm here for. The idea of being able to be in a position to show this community what it looks like, to do more, to lift this community up and enhance us
0: forward. Well, a lot of you already know that I, I, I'd like you to vote. I'd be honored to have you vote in October, but I'm going to do a different kind of closing comment and just say that uh, voter turnout is terrible. Shame on every one of us that doesn't vote. And I'm not trying to be mean to any particular person, because if you support if you support Frank, let's say you do it. you don't vote for him hey, that you just voted for a case you Everybody that runs, puts their, their life kind of on hold. We raise money, we do a lot of work. Everybody who served knows what I'm talking about. You should not only go vote, you should fill your car with people and send them to vote as well. Because a 10%, 9%, 8% turnout, when I won in 2016, I was elated. Out of 28,000 registered voters, I got 1,700 votes. I was proud to win, but that's not an overwhelming kind of number. I would like to see that double. I'm a pretty lofty guy. And i pray a lot about it because i think that we are empowered to make our vote count so spread the word folks sometimes don't let you vote this is a, a this is a right that we have so if you're honored enough if i'm honored to receive your vote i will work very hard for the next three years like i've done so far um it's been an honor to be here tonight thank you to the thank you to lance for moderating and please go out and vote october 1st or vote early starting monday the 16th you can start voting early thank you
1: on Far North Tokers. You can find more episodes of this time capsule of Alaskan Canvas on SoundCloud and iTunes. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send questions and comments to midtoker at farnorthtokers.com. M-I-D-T-O-K-E-R at farnorthtokers.com. Here's Toker.